This is Colliding Worlds Radio. I'm your host, Angela Valenti Romeo. Let me welcome you as we take you on another journey through the world of art. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Angela Valenti Romeo. This is Colliding Worlds Radio. We're here every Saturday from 11 to 12. We're here Sunday from 10 to 11. You can catch us all the time on iTunes, staying up to date with what's happened. We've been sort of taking a tour of the valley. Um, we've we've gone to Joshua Tree. We've gone to the high desert. We were, you were just kind of going all over the place. And Frederick Fulmer was here um, last week, and we had a little discussion about a show that's opening called Gender Bender. And we're going to talk to the artists um, right now, actually. What I found interesting about the show Gender Benders is, is it's a it's it's it is it's a challenge. It's a challenge as to our expectations of of what we think a gender should be, or what what we think a woman should be, or what we think a man should be, and the misconceptions and the 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 differences are kind of interesting to me. It's like when I was a little kid, you played with Barbie, okay, and everybody picks on Barbie. But there's something about Barbie. Barbie was a vet. Barbie was that. Barbie was this. And Barbie was in love with G.I. Joe, my book, because G.I. Joe in the old days was actually a full-size doll. And he just looked like a guy. And Ken, not so much. You know, but, you know, it's just that was the perception. And that's what we were spoon fed. And we were given these role models and they were given these ideals. Unfortunately, now we have role models and I question them. But I question the Kardashians, why we idolize them. I, I, I question why, why these reality stars are suddenly the end all and be all. And it's skewed what I think are our perceptions of, of who we are as individuals and who we are just as a, as a human race. And gender bender is kind of like challenging our whole whole ideal of all of that. And I have Nancy Floyd with me right now, and, and she wrote a really great book, which has now been kind of rolled into the show called She's Got a Gun. And I found it interesting. I totally found it interesting because when I bought the book, it said it was officially withdrawn from the public library, and I have no idea why since it's a really interesting book. Nancy, welcome to Colliding Worlds. And Let's start off. Tell us a little bit about your part of Gender Benders. Great. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, well, She's Got a Gun started in 93 um, when I, the end of the, um, the first Gulf War, um, when a veteran across the street from myself um, had um, come back from the war and he was putting his gun, building grates for his guns. And I was um, really taken, this is the first war I had experienced as a citizen in the U.S. Um, from an adult point of view, because the Vietnam War, I was a child. I was 12 years old when my brother was killed in Vietnam. And um, I had always been really curious about my brother. I was nine, year, nine years old when he left to go to war in, in 12 when, I, when he was killed. And so I didn't really know him, but I knew he wanted to be a gunsmith, and the man across the street was putting the crates, um, building crates for his guns. And so I did um, sort of a, a double take, and I talked to him a little bit and then decided that I wanted to buy a gun to see what it was like to um, to shoot a gun and to understand maybe a little bit about my brother. As I um, After I bought the gun and I was going to the shooting range, I started meeting a lot of women who had guns and were shooting there. And I was really curious why they had owned guns. And so the project started with me just – 
asking women if they would let me interview and photograph them and have them tell me their story. And that's what the work is that's in the gallery are these different women, um, women who have guns for competition, women who have guns for self-defense, and women who use it for professional reasons like women in the military, women in the police force. It's always interesting when you say women and guns and, and what people think of, and they think of a couple of things. They think of a redneck with a with a shot off shotgun, or they think of some you know crazed maniac. But a lot of people who own handguns, and I am one of them, um, are really just normal people who who have a, a nice time target shooting or want it for self protection or, or something. And in the, what I found interesting in the book is is you start you start to pull up photographs of you know movies. Where you know you got Dora's Day, you know, and she's singing along. I think it was an Annie got your gun or something, and and then you look at like Barbara Stanwyck, and you look at these these women who, on screen, were presenting themselves as strong women. They weren't some helpless, you know. Oh my God, it wasn't Dudley Do Right's going to come and rescue Nell thing. They were they were represented as strong women. And then you go through, and and the other women in who aren't police or military are just average soccer moms, you know, there's nothing scary about them. And but the image of a woman with a gun is, is very frightening. And, and, and why is that? Well, I think that there's this misconception, of course, that, you know, women are weaker. And if you give them a gun, they're going to somehow, you know, shoot their foot or etc. But what I found is that um, there are the stereotypes of women with their guns. Um, there are women rednecks who have guns, but there are also, as you said, soccer moms or, you know, um, just women who would come to my exhibition would say, I don't want to talk about it, but I do have a gun. And it would be someone that you would never just on the surface ex- imagine having a gun. And I think that they have them for very different reasons, some of them for self-defense, some of them because they just like shooting. It's kind of a funny thing. It, it, it's it's like a secret. It's like you hush-hush into it. It's like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like I have a group of friends who've chosen not to have children and it's like this little hush hush secret like you you think you were passing you know state 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 secrets or trademark whatever and it's it's really interesting to me that how people react when you find out that you you know that you have a gun or you don't have a gun or how you believe in in it's a it's a charged subject in a in a very in a very different difficult political climate. And you and I were talking earlier, um, there's a television show, The Purge, that's out. And what's scary to me about that whole concept is the idea of 12 hours of, you know, unmitigated violence is acceptable. And I'm sitting here going, it's not that far-fetched. And, and that's what makes it frightening. And I think that's what's going to make the show part, your, your part of this, much more interesting because it's very much in the moment, um, this idea of, of guns and protection and where we stand or the, for sport or whatever. But come combining with that show, and we have the other artists. Kat, are you there? Yes. Okay. Tell us who you are, and let's talk a little bit about your part of the show because I think the way they mesh together is pretty awesome. Yeah, they, they definitely do. Um, uh, so my part of the show, there's two different series. One is called, um, one's a series of Baphomet Queens and their minions. And then uh, the second series is a series called Fairies with Boots. And the the Baphomet Queens and their minions, um, without getting into too much detail and sort of the uniqueness of how they're presented, um, they are consist of images uh uh, of women uh, who, instead of have heads, they have goat heads. Um, and 
and uh, the the series is meant to uh, look at or try to examine um, the kind of gender normativities that we have, and then to disrupt it or to interrupt it with something that makes you uh, puts together two things that sort of throws that into um, question. And I think that's very similar to what Nancy, like the compositions, uh, the image compositions that Nancy created are very much doing that because of our own, the normativity we have around guns being only a male thing. So when you see a woman with a gun, there's like, there's a, there's a, there's a non-residence or a disjoint between what the, the overarching narrative about guns is in culture. And when you look at what these, these creations I've made, which are, you know, they're not um, photography, obviously, they're, they're sort of um, assemblage. Um, you see these, these feminine norms being jutted up against, um, you know, a goat head. And goats are typically uh, associated with the occult or the dangerous or somehow malevolent, um, which is sort of the, the aim of that series. I think it was I think the way they fit together is, is really in itself interesting. And you know what, Kat? Just for just for my edification, say your last name for me because I've been saying <laughs> celebrates, and I'm like I'm kind of making you Italian over here, you know? No, it's it's Italian. So I say my name, Kat Celebrezzi. But um, when my grandfather came through Ellis Island, um, it, it used to be Celebrezzi, but they changed all the I's to E's, and then it was kind of weirdly Americanized to Celebrezzi. So that's how I pronounce it. I'm sure, I'm sure real, you know, anyone from Italy is like, why did you butcher your name like that? But <laughs> Hey, you know what? Well, they did all kinds of things. My, my friend was Polish. When he, they came over, they, they couldn't, couldn't do the whole name. So they, they cut it in half. So his name became S O N D E J. And everybody thinks, you know, they're like, I have no idea who we are, but I just wanted to make sure on that one. What, what drew me to, to the show and what drew me to your artwork, both of you, was the fact that you were challenging the norms and you were doing it with with images, rank, frankly, that are familiar to people. Um, I mean, Kat, yours is a little, you know, a little bit different. It, some, when some people associate the goat, like you said, they think of satanic ritual. They think, oh, my God, they're pagans, they're Wiccans, they're, oh, my God, they're mystical, horrible people. And, you know, you you got to sit there and, and wonder. I mean, that, that whole image was created by by the Knights Templar. I mean, it's totally a male, right. totally a male created right. imagery. Um, what drew you to it? Um, well, it's, you know, Baphomet is, it, it is related to the Knights Templar um, story, so to speak, but it's been written over and over again in many different traditions. Like you said, like Wiccans have adopted it. Um, you know, um, the, uh, you know, Anton LaVey used it like that. It's and it itself has been written over um, many times. And the the I forget the the original sort of iconography of Baphomet is that Baphomet is half man, half woman, goat headed um, creature, which is is all about like taking you know taking the binaries and taking the the sort of um, curvatures of identity and breaking them. Or, or mixing them or making them a hybrid, and that's that's why I chose that particular name for the um, my part of the exhibition. That's what I kind of um, I kind of like that idea of you know the the blending and and the, we talked earlier at the beginning just about the idea of the 
gender benders and what we what we sort of perceive of each other and how we see ourselves. We're going to take a little bit of a break, but we're not done with these two women. I'm telling you, the show is fantastic. It, it, it opens tonight. It's going to be up at JTAG. We're going to have a wonderful time. Stay with us. We'll be back in about 60 seconds. This is Colliding Worlds Radio. Do you have back and body pain? Are you looking for an effective alternative to drugs or surgery? I am Dr. Gary Gollin, and I invite you to visit my practice in Palm Desert. You can reach us at 760-340-3999. We accept most major insurances. Why suffer with pain when relief is an appointment away? Gollin Chiropractic is also a sponsor of Colliding Worlds Radio, heard every Saturday at 11 a.m. Hi, I'm Robin Newmark, owner of Newmark Beauty, certified in permanent makeup, eyelash extensions, and the ProCell Skin Therapies, a treatment reversing aging all over the skin, body, and scalp for hair production. And last, my non-laser permanent hair removal. It works where lasers won't, such as blonde and gray hair, over tattoos, dark skin, and is safe for children. We offer all services in our spa and supply to professionals. Visit NewmarkBeauty.com or call 760 Three six four zero six eight six. 